Welcome to Building Conversations, a construction podcast powered by the STO Building Group. August 2021 marked the 50th anniversary of Structure Tone, STO Building Group's flagship company. And since then, we have been sharing stories of the company's history through the special oral history series of the podcast. In this episode, we reflect back on the day that changed New York City and the world forever. September 11th, 2001. Hear from some of those who were there that day, who rushed to the scene, and who have ever since honored and remembered the three employees and many friends, clients, family members, and partners we lost. Their story is part of our story. We will never, ever forget. Again, welcome to Building Conversations and Episode 6 of Structure Tone's 50th Anniversary Oral History Series. By the year 2000, Structure Tone was a leading builder in markets across the U.S., U.K., and Ireland. But in the headquarters hub of New York, the company was building some of the city's most transformational projects, like the revitalized MetLife Tower on Madison Avenue. Also around that time, Jim Donaghy had been named executive chairman of the growing organization and held a weekly Tuesday morning staff meeting. But on Tuesday, September 11th, the morning took an alarming, life-changing turn. Jim explains. Well, it's, it's a tough story for me because I was in our Tuesday morning corporate meeting. At that time, I was the chairman of the company and I had a weekly uh, Tuesday morning, eight o'clock uh, staff meeting, if you will, and um, I was sitting in the room on the, on the uh, I believe it was the 11th floor, and uh, Eugene White had come running up and wanted to know, did you know what was going on? And I, I kind of looked at him a little puzzled, like, well, that's not good. Why is he barging into this meeting and <laughs> wanting to know, did I know what was going on? I said, I don't think so. And uh, he said, you got to look at the TV. And I looked up, there was a TV on across the room, and I saw what was going on. And uh, first instinct was not that there was a terrorist attack. I uh, ultimately was on a phone call with our team at the at the job site that was in the South Building. Our folks were working for the Aon account. Our client, Sandra, who was my client at USA Networks, Sandra Wright, we were working for at Aon. Uh, Brendan Lang was our project manager. And um, we had Kieran Gormley and, and Anthony Peluso on that site, our super and laborer. They were all lost in the in the in the building, um, along with the you know several dozen tradesmen, uh, some of who I knew when I was a kid. Everyone in the office was doing the same thing, trying to figure out what was going on. Eugene White recalls how chaotic those initial minutes were. I was walking through our plan room, and and there was a subcontractor that does raise flooring, and I know him very very well from our collective years in the Goldman Sachs account. And uh, he had his head halfway through the, the pass-through window to get my attention because I, I believe that the young uh, men that were working in the plan room thought he was joking about what he was telling them, what was going on downtown. And he said, Eugene, you have to get your guys out of the Trade Center. There's something going on. I'm on my next tell with, with my team. So um, from where I was standing to our operations department to um, Tommy Gallagher's office, who keeps in touch with our teams in the field, was you know a, a less than one-minute walk. 
And by the time I made it over to Tommy's office, I could tell he had a phone call from one of our team members in, in the Trade Center. And that day, um, you know, that, that, that's a day obviously I nor anybody um, will ever forget, especially if you lived through it in Manhattan. Uh, we went downstairs and walked just to the corner. Again, maybe it only took us five minutes. Uh, to the corner of 5th Avenue and 26th Street where you had a straight shot looking downtown and at that point in time only one of the towers had been hit um, and uh, it was it was surreal um, it was surreal because we knew our teams were in that building uh, in particular the you know we, we knew the team members very very well and so it was on our you know it was, it was we hadn't put it all together quite yet just how significant of a day it would become as the details started coming in the Structure Tone team was focused on getting down to the site and determining how to help. That's when the other tower went down. Mike Neary, Structure Tone's now president, explains. Um, I looked down Fifth Avenue, walked up because you heard a big rumble as if something had, you know, just driven by our window. We were very close to, uh, to Fifth Avenue there. And uh, I walked down and when I looked down and at, we could see a direct line at the Trade Center where the second plane had hit, then obviously we all knew because we weren't sure at first on was this an accident? Was this, you know, um, um, something other than an accident? And when the second plane hit, obviously we knew and then, you know, you started to hear that on the radio, et cetera. So we were all started to be very concerned about our trying to reach out to our uh, workers that were in the building. So, you know, that was the number one priority. What can we do? How can we help? Jim Donahue was on his way to the towers as the second crash unfolded. I had gone down after talking to Brendan and team on the phone as the phone was cutting out. Um, I had jumped in the car and headed down Broadway that day, and I was I got to about four blocks, three blocks away from the the second tower uh, just before it fell. I was beelining, running up the street from whatever whatever that was cloud. We didn't know what it was as we were running. But, uh, you know, it was a game, game changer in terms of, uh, you know, viewing the world differently. Carl Anushian, longtime leader in Structure Tone's New York office, remembers feeling that same way as he drove home that night, that the world had changed forever. At the end of the day, we, there were about five of us left, probably at five or six o'clock, and Dewey's was actually still open, one of the Dewey's Flatiron bar on the corner, and we went in and... We had one for everybody and uh, got home. You know, we were fortunate enough to be able to drive home. And one thing that always stuck with me was driving home. Uh, they waved us through the tunnel. And uh, I live out in, right out of Queens in Nassau County. And they waved us through the tunnel and I'm driving and I'm doing, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour just trying to get home, get out. And I look on the other side heading towards the city and it's all... It, it was when I, came, when, I, when I came out of the tunnel and I see state troopers right there. And then as I got out further into Queens, I look and it's Nassau County cops that are there blocking off traffic and, and controlling people. Going a little farther in Suffolk County cops and I'm realized, I didn't realize, you know, you still, without the TV and everything, you didn't realize the magnitude of what was going on. You realize that everybody had gotten called in, that, you know, every fireman, every policeman, New York City cop, you know, was in Manhattan, so everything just backed up, everybody came in to back them up and just, it was, that was what I kind of remembered most was saying, holy cow, this is, this is something different, you know. As the dust literally settled, Structure Tone quickly got involved in the recovery 
the team began helping clients in the towers move their operations and pitched in to help the city with debris removal. Mike Neary recalls the effort. Since the World Trade Center opened, we have had projects in there and workers in there from day one. So there's probably never been a day that we haven't been down at the World Trade Center buildings. Following, you know, following 9-11, obviously we were uh, trying to help our clients. You know, there were, there were clients that, you know, were looking for temporary spaces, wanted to uh, have us help them in uh, whatever form or shape or way we could. Um, they needed some quick space built. They needed, you know, to use some space in our office. And all of a sudden, we had a little bit of a surge that we had to service these clients and whatever they needed, some kind of temporary space build-outs. So there was a lot of emergency work that we had to do at the time. So that was going on, and, and uh, we had been uh, contacted and hired to be part of, uh, of KPMG's team who were providing uh, forensic accounting and oversight for the aftermath of, of 9-11. As the recovery continued, the impact of 9-11 on buildings themselves began to ripple through the building community. From materials to security, it was a seminal moment in design and construction. Carl Anushian explains. I, well, you know, in the, I think, we say lessons learned and, and what came out of it, not, you know, when it came time to when you're teaching younger kids, you know, some of the mistakes you made and how you learned from those. Well, I think from here, the things that came out of it, the interesting part was the redesign of buildings, concrete cores, wider stairs, the buttressing of buildings, you know, the life safety and areas of refuge. We did, we did almost all of the fit out in Seven World Trade after it was rebuilt, and that's where you first saw it. You know, you saw that new design implemented. You know, where in the Trade Center there were four foot wide stairs in two hour drywall shaft wall versus two foot thick concrete core with eight foot wide or seven foot wide stairs to allow movement up and down in a safer, you know, environment. And I think those things, they became the new standard, you know, and, and we've incorporated that. And I think, you know, we've, we recognize, you know, what that, you know, what that's done. So I think from that end of it, I think there's been the positives that have come out of it have been a smarter design and a safer design for the people, but just such a tragedy that it had to come about that in that way. Structure Tone Vice President Stacy Daxon and Dan Finnegan, Executive Vice President of Structure Tone New York, agree that safety and security were never the same. And not only for building access, but also knowing who's in the building in case of emergency. Uh, how has the city changed from, since 9-11? Uh, you know, some of the, you know, the, the change that I've seen is certainly uh, in security. Um, you know, before 9-11, it was very easy to get in and out of buildings in, in Manhattan. Uh, so the security um, and the restrictions to get into some of these buildings certainly um, was uh, impacted right away, and it still has, has changed to this, to this date. 9-11 um, impacted real estate and construction insofar as augmenting security, augmenting uh, safety protocols being able to know where your muster points are to make sure that you can account for everybody on your job site. 
and increase the security that you had to show viable ID and not just your high school ID or a piece of paper that you received the day before from a security guard with your name handwritten. So there were much greater official controls for you to gain access into job sites. And again, the safety protocols that were in place to make sure that you had appropriate headcount so that you can always account for people. The events of the day also inspired fundamental changes to the way companies do business including Structure Tone. Jim Donahue explains. Um, but once we got past all of that, we realized we've got to build back um, our business differently. The markets had you know, been damaged terribly by the dot-com bust followed by 9-11. So our data center business was forever changed because data center location was now being driven by a different algorithm related to the distance from the home office we used to build data centers in the same building quite often as the home office, and that all changed forever. Um, we also realized we only had two main client types, financial and data center, as well as other sectors, but we weren't overly focused in them. And uh, we never stopped working on that diversity since. To this day, um, you know, the importance of diversity continues to be a key ingredient to our strategy. STO Building Group CEO Bob Mullen joined the organization only a few years later, as the company was still in this recovery mode. He remembers not only how he felt that day, but how impressed and proud he was of how the company, the city, and the nation responded. You know, the memory for me that night at dinner uh, with my family, which we typically did uh, every night, Debbie and I with our four kids, my daughter, which was one of our two kids in high school, as we're talking about the events of the day, uh, she was 14 at the time. She turned and looked at me and said, Daddy, do you think we're safe here in our own home? And she knows a question that you really were not expecting <laughs> to have to answer at dinner that, that night. But, you know, the other thing that just stuck with me is just the resiliency of the American people to, you know, deal with that situation. It, it took a long time, you know, but to come back and building New York back and as strong as ever and stronger in, in many ways, you know, just shows the attitude, the mentality, the resiliency of the American people, in my opinion. Undoubtedly, the entire world understood the impact of 9-11. But, says Mike Neary, it can't compare to what it felt like to be in New York, to be from New York, on that day and the days after. We were very connected to it, obviously. Um, people around the country uh, still, you know, will, will mention it and talk about it. Um, it's something different when you were here and you were in New York or you're from New York being on the island of Manhattan and to have, you know, have an attack happen here is, you know, very different and unique. It's, uh, it's something, you know, that, that I think our country will never forget and can't forget. But if you think about, you know, the impact that it's had on us in New York, it's, you know, it's second to none on what it means to anybody that was here and, and actually was part of our team, you know, when you lose a teammate like that, you know, and we lost three people. So you can never forget that, and it, uh, you know, it never goes away. After the tragedy on September 11th, Structure Tone established a scholarship program in memory of employees Brendan Lang, Anthony Peluso, and Kieran Gorman. To this day, Structure Tone employees participate in an annual golf tournament in Brendan's name. They run the Tunnels to Towers 5K to honor those who lost their lives and everyone remembers and reflects in their own special ways. Again, Eugene White explains. It's hard to put uh, ever into words the emotion 
sorry, but we lost, we lost, you know, three incredible people and, uh, and many friends. So it's, um, it's definitely, I think, a milestone that resides forever uh, in our company's heart. Uh, there's not a, uh, a day that goes by where, you know, we go downtown and it's not real still. Um, and certainly on 9-11, you know, we think about um, these three individuals that we lost here. And again, we knew them all well. Um, and we think about their kids now that are, that are you know, off to college and, and then beyond. Uh, we, we have our memorial scholarship fund for them. And I'm always touched every time um, I see our 9-11 memorial uh, with flowers. As Carl Anushian puts it, the world, the nation, New Yorkers, and certainly Structure Tone will never, ever forget. I'll always, uh, when, they, when, they, when they say, you know, you'll always see it, never forget, never forget, I don't, I don't, I don't forget. I, I made a point to say I vowed I'll never forget it, and I'm angry. I'm angry all the time about it. And, uh, you know, I uh, see that those that have suffered, those that are still suffering from their loss, and uh, I remind myself regularly how lucky, how lucky we are. We'd like to thank Jim Donahue, Eugene White, Carl Anushian, Mike Neary, Stacy Daxon, Bob Mullen, Dan Finnegan, and many others for sharing their memories of such a tragic event. This episode is dedicated to Brendan Lang, Anthony Peluso, Kieran Gorman, and the many more peers, friends, family, and New Yorkers lost on 9-11. We continue to honor you, and we will never forget.